Hey, Prime members, you can listen to The Lead starting five ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the app today. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan for L.A. as the new head coach of the Chargers. The Milwaukee Bucks turn to Doc Rivers after a surprising midseason firing. And Jason Kelsey talks about meeting Taylor Swift for the first time while shirtless and drinking all the beer. From Wondery, I'm John Gonzalez. That sounds like a dream. I'm Sarah Cazell. It is Thursday, January 25th, and this is Starting Five, five sports stories to start your day. All right, starting out with some football news that will surprise absolutely nobody. Jim Harbaugh is heading back to the NFL. It became official on Wednesday night that he is the newest head coach of the L.A. Chargers. Yeah, knock me over with a feather, John. Mm -hmm. His name has been part of the NFL rumor mill for a couple of seasons now, but it finally came to fruition Wednesday with a five-year deal. The Chargers' Twitter slash X account tweeted the official announcement with, quote, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Plus sure. a meme with the caption, we are gathered here today to celebrate the size of this W. So good. So good. Social manager with the Chargers. Nicely done. Yes, very well done. Earlier this month, Harbaugh led the University of Michigan to its first national championship since 1997. It was a very emotional run after cheating allegations hit the program earlier in the season. Harbaugh went 144 and 42 in nine seasons in Ann Arbor with three Big Ten titles. He was a winner at his previous stop as well. He was head coach of the San Francisco 49ers from 2011 to 2014. He got them to three straight NFC title games, plus a Super Bowl appearance. So now Harbaugh returns to the NFL to take over a Chargers team that has some pretty talented players who just were not reaching their full potential under their previous head coach, Brandon Staley. We're talking guys like Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, and Derwin James, just to name a few. The Chargers went 5-12 this season and only made the playoffs once in Staley's three years at the helm. Jim Harbaugh, as you know, John, has a reputation for reviving programs and really maximizing his players' abilities. So on paper, this looks like a match made in heaven. Yeah, and I had forgotten about this, but he played quarterback for the Chargers for two seasons back in 99 and 2000. So homecoming of sorts there. In other NFL news from Wednesday, and I'm super excited about this, Nick Sirianni is back as head coach of the Eagles. His future was in doubt after the Eagles, what do you call it, collapsed entirely (laughs) at the end of the season, but they're bringing him back for another year. He said in a press conference, that he is out to, quote, reprove himself, not a word, to the Eagles organization. All right, turning to basketball, the Milwaukee Bucks fired head coach Adrian Griffin this week, despite having the second best record in the Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. And on Wednesday, Bucks general manager John Horst addressed the media about why the organization made that move. Wild, Sarah. Yeah. Going into Wednesday, the Bucks were 30 and 13. 
The only team in the entire NBA with a better record was the Boston Celtics. Mm. And in the history of the NBA, only one coach with a record that good has ever been fired in season, and that was when the Cavs canned David Blatt eight years ago. So safe to say that this move is unusual. Yeah. Here's Horst on Wednesday explaining why the Bucks made the decision to can Griffin just a few months into a multi-year deal. We felt like this was the right time, the right decision to make, and that we had an opportunity to improve the group. These are hard windows to come by. We think we have a special group. We believe in this team at a high level, and ownership, and myself, and Peter, we've continued to be bold and to be aggressive in trying to figure out how to maximize these chances that we have, and that's what we're doing here. Bucks had obviously fallen off defensively from previous seasons, and they knew that would happen when they moved on from Drew Holiday, but still, they're second in offensive rating. This is a good team. But to fire the coach now, something is clearly not right behind the scenes. And I think we got a whiff of that early on when assistant coach Terry Stotts resigned before the season even started. And so now Doc Rivers will take over. Horst declined to discuss Doc on Wednesday, but according to several reports, Rivers had been serving as a consultant to Griffin and the Bucks. Hmm. And then suddenly Griffin's pushed out. And Rivers is pushed in. Very convenient for Doc. Mm-hmm. I just want to say I'm super excited about that for the rest of the Eastern Conference. <laughs> Not so much for the Bucks. Doc couldn't get out of the second round with the Sixers. He couldn't get out of the second round before that with the Clippers. He's been to the finals twice in his career and has one championship. And that's in 24 years as a head coach. Bucks fans, good luck. I love when you talk about Doc Rivers, John. That just brings yeah. me joy. It's somebody else's problem now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Doc was not on the bench for Wednesday night's game, by the way. Instead, it was interim coach Joe Prunty leading the way for the Bucks' victory over the Cavs in Milwaukee. That's three straight wins now for the Bucks. Okay, heading back to the NFL on Wednesday, we heard from both quarterbacks ahead of the AFC Championship game coming up on Sunday. And no surprise here, they are big fans of each other, John. Yeah, so much for trash talk and bulletin board material, Sarah. Right? Yeah, so it'll be the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, traveling to Baltimore on Sunday to take on the number one seed Ravens. Chiefs, of course, are appearing in their sixth straight conference championship. But Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes made it sound like they're the underdog because of one guy. Here he is on Wednesday talking about Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. He's going to be the MVP for a reason. I mean, he's, he goes out there, he, he leads his team, he scores, he runs, he throws, he does whatever it takes to win, and, and that's what the great greats do. And uh, Like I said, it'll be a great challenge for our defense, but also a great challenge for our offense going against their defense. So uh, it's going to take a, a full-team effort if we want to find a way to get a win. Going to take a full-team effort. They're up against a supreme challenge. I don't know how, and hold on, let me check my notes here. The defending Super Bowl champions could possibly pull it off. <laughs> I mean, I get diplomacy, but took it a little far there for me. All right, for his part, Lamar Jackson was also asked about the challenge of playing against the Chiefs, and I liked his answer a lot better. Here's what he said when asked what he likes about playing against Mahomes. I don't like competing against him at all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, he's a great quarterback. Definitely a Hall of Famer. I believe he's just... Two, two, two greats, um, up-and-coming greats, just going toe-to-toe, you know, like a heavyweight fight, heavyweight matchup. See, that's the way you go. <laughs> what do I like about it? I don't like it at all. Of course not. Full marks for going that way instead of being earnest, but it should be a fun game, and I am looking forward to it. Yeah, make that two of us. I am really, really excited to watch this one. The AFC Championship game will kick off at 3 o'clock Eastern on Sunday. All right, let's go over to the NFC Championship game between the 49ers and the Lions on Sunday, or as one media member put it to Jared Goff on Wednesday, the superstars versus 
the not superstars. A really amazing phrasing there uh, mm-hmm. from a wordsmith. Um, but fortunately, Goff got a really good laugh at it. Uh, the guy wasn't exactly wrong, though. It was clear from the start of the season that the 49ers would be contenders this year. I don't think that was in question. Um, but I think it's fair to say that it took a little bit longer to know unequivocally that the Lions were also the real deal. Detroit's rise has been one of the cooler stories of the season after decades in the mire. So I know I am certainly looking at it as, wow, how great that Detroit made it all this way. But Lions pass rusher and Detroit area native Aiden Hutchinson certainly is not taking that view. He said on Wednesday that because of the confidence head coach Dan Campbell has drilled into them, they believe they are going to beat the 49ers and go to the Super Bowl. I think we all believe it. We all believe it. We're we're all going to come into that game with the expectation of winning it, going to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's what we believe and we'd expect nothing less. So that's 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 our attitude going in there. And uh, I mean, Campbell's right on the money. Yeah, I think it'd be hard not to feel that belief after a pep talk from someone like Dan Campbell. Mm -hmm. And now it appears that the Lions are getting hyped up not only by Campbell, but also by the Swifties. Yes, the Swifties, John. Kansas City obviously has had a monopoly on their affection this season with Travis Kelsey. But right now there's a video from last June circulating social media again that shows various Detroit Lions listing their favorite Taylor Swift songs uh, back when her era's tour was making its stop in Detroit. I will admit I've got a very pedestrian knowledge of her catalog, but it was clear that these players really vibe with her music. I'm going to have to go Mr. Perfectly Fine, you know, Taylor's version. Because it makes me cry a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, everything's fine. No, it's not. It's not fine. We're all just living in this world, man. Taylor, man, mm, she hits deep. She cuts deep. I mean, she, she does. She does. That was Lions offensive tackle Colby Sorsdahl there. And I think that might be the sound of good karma coming the Lions' way this weekend. Ah, there's going to be some bad blood when they play the 49ers. That's the only one I know. All right. That's a good one. The NFC Championship game kicks off on Sunday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern from Santa Clara. And I think that's probably the last we'll talk about Taylor Swift. Okay, we wrap up today's episode with more Taylor Swift and Jason Kelsey talk, not Travis. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever mentioned them before. We'll be the first. All right, so if you somehow missed it, both Taylor and Jason were on hand to watch Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs beat the Bills in Buffalo last weekend. It was evidently the first time that Jason had met his brother's very famous girlfriend, so naturally Jason was on his best behavior and took off his shirt while drinking basically all the beer in Buffalo, which is so awesome. Uh, Here's Jason on New Heights, which is the podcast he does with Travis, explaining how it went down and how he actually warned his wife ahead of time. I gave Kylie a heads up. The moment we got into the suite, I said, I'm taking my shirt off and I'm jumping out of that suite. And she said, Jason, right. don't you dare. I was like, hey, it's letting you know what's happening. I'm not asking for permission. I'm doing this. Once a Kelsey man's determined, there's no f- stopping him. I cannot stress enough how much I love Jason Kelsey. <laughs> he basically turned a playoff game in public into that awkward moment when you meet your partner's family for the first time. And he's like, Welcome to Thanksgiving at the Kelsey household, Taylor Swift. (laughs) And then he just got half naked. Incredible. (laughs) Yeah, that's like the coolest uncle any of us Uh, could ever dream to have. That was my Jason Kelsey voice, by the way. Oh, it was really, it was really good. Yeah, I've been practicing there. Yeah. Um, Well, I don't know how we top that. So I think we just sign off here. All right. All right. From Wondery, I'm Sarah Cazell. And I'm John Gonzalez. Thanks for listening. 
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to The Lead Starting Five ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.